0: Love, I Zekastu, Salam and glory be to Jesus Christ, glory be forever. It's Father Basil Malovany again, hope everyone is doing well, wherever you're listening from. So, uh, you've been hearing these last few podcasts that I've been doing. I did, I went through the Ten Commandments, and now I'm talking about the Seven Sacraments. And uh, in previous days, I talked about the sacrament of baptism and the sacrament of chrismation or confirmation, as many people know about it. Now, the next sacrament that we're going to talk about today is the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ. Um, a few weeks ago, Uh, We talked about this because we we celebrated the Feast of the Holy Eucharist of the Body and Blood of Christ. So a lot of what I am going to say is repeating what I said back then. And maybe a a few different angles that I'll talk about, a few different things. So, um, where does the Holy Eucharist come from? Well, of course um uh, in the gospel stories at the Last Supper uh before Jesus was crucified on the cross, he um gave him the, the apostles the bread and the wine at the Passover supper and he said to them, you know, for the body, take this, this is my body which is given up to you for forgiveness of sins. And the same thing with the blood uh, the wine. He said take this, this is my blood and uh, for the forgiveness of sins. And uh, you know when when he gives us that Eucharist, when he gave us his the bread and wine turn into body and blood That is, gives us that strength, that spiritual nourishment, that spiritual um, help that we need to go through this life, to go through all the temptations that we have, to help us overcome the devil in our life. So we have to remember that when we go to the church and the priest blesses the body, uh, the the bread and wine, and with the help of the Holy Spirit turns it into the body and blood of Christ, that 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 is Jesus right there. Jesus is present in the Eucharist. Jesus is present and given to us for our spiritual um, uh, salvation. But we have to be careful not to receive the Eucharist unworthily. When we have mortal sins in our soul, when we don't go to confession for a long, long time, when we uh, think... Negatively about other people, when we have sinned in our uh, conscience, we should not receive the Eucharist until we have our sins forgiven and we, we repent of our sinfulness. So that's something very important. You know, many people think, well, if this is the body and blood of Christ, then I can receive it at any time. Not really. We have to receive it worthily. We have to receive it without any sins on our souls because if we receive this body and blood of Christ unworthily, we are condemning our souls. We are condemning our um, relationship with God because we are um, we are basically saying to God that we don't care how we act in this world we don't care about how we treat others we don't care how we treat the temple of our Holy Spirit the, our bodies we don't care about any of that that we just are selfish and we we uh, are, are not concerned about our relationship with other people and how we treat others. That's what we're saying to God when we receive the Eucharist unworthily, when we receive the Eucharist with uh, sins on our souls, with mortal sins, uh, when we break the commandments, which I talked about in the past few weeks. So anytime we break the commandments, we have to go to confession. We have to go to confession as soon as we can, to confess our sins. All right. So that's a very important. So I'm not going to really get into the theology behind the Eucharist. Um, you know, we call that transubstantiation in our Catholic tradition that the 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 bread and wine actually become the body and blood of Christ, even though the substance, the, the it, it remains bread and wine, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, it actually is the body and blood of Christ. That's what we're receiving. We were receiving Jesus himself. We were receiving Jesus because of Jesus' sacrifice for us, because Jesus loves us. Jesus loves Uh, all of us and wants all of us to be in the heavenly kingdom. This is so important for us to remember. He would not have given us his body and blood. He would not have given us of himself if he did not love us. He loves us so much that he gave himself for us on that cross. And before that, he gave himself... Through the Eucharist that He gave, shared with His apostles, with His uh, uh, beloved ones at the Last Supper, you know. So again, um, when the priest at the Divine Liturgy or the Mass consecrates that um, bread and wine into the Body and Blood of Christ, and this is another thing to remember. Even if the priest is a sinner, of course, all priests are sinners. We are all sinners in the eyes of God. But even if the priest, I remember this, this could happen where the priest um, is a sinner and, and does not repent of his sins before consecrating the body and blood. That is still the body and blood because the priest through the words that he uses, the priest, through the actions that he does during liturgy, even if the priest's soul is unclean, even if the priest has not confessed his sins first, it is still the valid body and blood of Christ when the priest says those words and and uh, consecrates uh, the bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. So, remember it doesn't matter the priest's uh moral uh morality at that very time you know we we want the priest to be holy we hope the priest is holy and we pray for the priest that they forgive their that they repent of their sinfulness and that they repent of all the sins that they have committed but even if the priest has not repented yet what he the actions he does on that altar consecrating the bread and wine is valid all the time so when we receive it it doesn't matter the moral state of the priest at that very moment it is the body and blood of christ when the priest uses the proper words and when he does the proper actions and the holy spirit comes down upon the bread and wine, to make it the body and blood of Christ. So this is another a very important point to understand, that it has nothing to do with the priest's morality, or lack of morality, unfortunately. It has to do with the gift of the Holy Spirit coming down upon us and consecrating the, the bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. Okay. So that's something that's very important to remember. Um, So other things to remember about the body and blood of Christ. Of course, every church, every tradition um, might do uh, communion, the Eucharist, differently. Uh, In the Roman Catholic tradition, of course, uh, with the wafers, they give it in a hand. Or in some places in the world, they might... The priest might give it into the person's mouth. And then the many churches, there's an option of also receiving the, the, the blood of Christ, the wine in a separate cup. In our Ukrainian Catholic tradition, of course, the bread and wine are intermingled. So that is they're put in one chalice and distributed by a spoon. Uh, to each communicant. And of course, during this COVID period, we use separate spoons for mm. every person that receive communion. And then I've seen in other Catholic traditions where they dip the the bread, the, the, the body of Christ into the chalice and into the blood and then give it to the communicant in their mouth. So there's many, many ways of doing this. You know, it doesn't matter how you receive communion, as long as it is uh, in a Catholic church. If we are Catholics, our you know Orthodox churches is also. They believe in the same transubstantiation of the of the body and blood of Christ. That is the actual body and blood of Christ. In uh, you know, in the in the. Uh, in the bread and wine, okay, so if we receive it in any of those churches, it is valid, okay, it is a valid body and blood of Christ, however we receive it in whatever way, it is all valid in those churches, now, um what do we do to prepare for the eucharist um you know we, hopefully we receive the eucharist during the liturgy where we're saying all those prayers the prayer before communion but sometimes if the priest is visiting the sick uh and there there is no eucharist if there's a shut in if someone's sick in a hospital or a nursing home the priest might give the eucharist there and then there's special prayers that are done usually Uh, to prepare for that person's soul to receive the Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ. Um, Afterwards, also in the liturgy, there's a special prayers that we do for after the the Eucharist, and then we can also do that uh, if we're visiting shut-ins to do special prayers after the Eucharist to thank God, thank the Lord for his sacrifice for us, and for giving us that healing, uh, Eucharist, the healing body and blood of Christ to heal us spiritually, to bring us closer to God, to bring us closer to His Son, Jesus Christ. So well, that's pretty, uh, and then again, uh, one final point to make about this is that, as I said in previous podcasts, uh, in our Eastern Catholic, Eastern Christian tradition, the sacraments of baptism, confirmation, or chrismation, and Eucharist all go together. So as soon as the baby is baptized and confirmed, there's no reason that why they cannot receive the Eucharist. They should be able to receive the Eucharist immediately after baptism and confirmation because They are full members of the Church. Uh, They are baptized. They are full members of Christ's kingdom. So why wouldn't they receive the Eucharist? Why wouldn't they receive the body and blood of Christ if they are full members of the Church? And again, I'll I'll go back to that that quote from St. John Chrysostom uh, many years ago when he said, just as you would not refuse to give... The mother will not refuse to give her baby milk just because he doesn't understand what he's drinking. So we should not refuse to give the infant the body and blood of Christ just because the infant does not understand what he's receiving. There's no reason we should not give uh, babies right from the baptism, the Eucharist, every time they go to church. So this is something that we need to get back on in our tradition, okay, in our Eastern Catholic, Eastern Christian traditions. So thank you for listening today. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon.